From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 162 for the week of July 4th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Mary Jo talks about camping and RV parks near the Disneyland Resort. Mary Jo? Well, you know, on the Disneyland board, we get a lot of questions. I'll say a lot of questions from people who come down um, in their RVs and they want to know what's a good place to go to to camp when they go to the Disneyland Resort. So I decided to drive around and um, investigate some of these RV sites. And um, the first park that I visited was the one that's the closest to the Disneyland Resort. It's less than half a mile away, which I didn't even know. Nice. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's very close. It's catty corner from the Menage Hotel, Okay. if you can picture where that's at. Yeah. And right off of the 5 Freeway. So it's really... Um, Close to everything. Okay, so it's literally it's that, the same distance as Disneyland is from the Okay, five. so it's on that opposite corner from the Menage? Right. So there's yeah, like the okay. Shell Station, the Chevrolet Station, Menage, and that's the other corner? Yeah. Where's the Correct. Menage? <laughs> the Menage. Go ahead, Andrew, um, sorry. Okay, like, uh, if south, you're going south, di- Southwest corner of Harbor and Ball. 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 Okay, so, okay. So it's north of the Disney, if you picture Disneyland, Disneyland Park, um, going the, over the five freeway, that hotel that's right there is the Menage. That little triangle that doesn't belong to Disney. A twa. Right. And it's and actually the Menage has, has a. I heard that. No, it's a triangle, not that. <laughs> it's not three. But anyway, they have a. If you ever want to go there to uh, have a bite to eat or go into their outdoor bar section, great place to watch the fireworks and have a drink and stuff like that. But a catty corner from it is um, the RV park called the Anaheim RV Village. And the address for the RV um, Anaheim RV Village is Ball Street, but there's actually two entrances to that particular park. I would say that you could probably walk to the Disneyland Resort because it's less than half a half a mile. But for those days that you're tired, you can catch the art. The stop is right outside the resort. You do have to cross the street to go to Disneyland. But when you come back, it's on the same, it's right outside the park. So you can get off the shuttle and walk in and go crash it at your RV. So when I first drove in, one of the first things I noticed was how much open space there is there. The spaces seemed really wide so that um, the no matter what size RV you have, you can park there. They had uh, the ones the kind that pull through the lot, the sites, as well nice. as the regular RVs that back in. And it's the place was huge. It's very spacious. There's 293 concrete sites, and I think because um, I, I drove all over that area, and they had um, every site had a grassy area, and they had picnic tables, and it was so clean. Everything was clean and just seemed wide open. Um, one of the nice things that I liked about the park is that the pool itself was pretty decent size, and it's in the shape of the letter T. So if somebody wants to go do laps, they can do laps on um, like the top of the T part, or they could just hang out. 
Um, they also have a little hot tub next to that pool, and the pool is located in the center of the property, so you have equal access no matter regardless of where your RV is sitting. And also on each corner of the property, they have restrooms that can be accessed. I guess you get a pass when you go there, and then you can key into the restrooms to go use them. And the property itself, I think, was like 10 acres, so it's pretty big. Um, in the middle of the park next to the pool is a, like a multifunction building. On the side of the building, they have showers that you can also access if you're staying there. And then opposite the pool area, they had um, a, a nice-sized lounge. They had the um, um, tables and chairs in there. They had a cable TV inside there. If you want to go in there with your friends or family, if you're there with a group, you could play games in there. They have a bookshelf full of books that you can – it has a sign that says take one, leave one, so you can leave your books there that you've already read or just take a new one with you. And off of the lounge was a kitchen that had a full-size fridge, sink, and a microwave. So you, there's no stove or oven there, but you could certainly heat up your food and, and all, or prepare it and have a place to eat inside. You don't have to eat inside your RV if you don't want to do that. On the other side of the pool from the building – was a small um, grassy area. They had a, a small playground, but all that was there was just a slide and like climbing, like a what do you call those? Like a combo play slide climb. Just a play structure. Yeah, like a play mm-hmm. structure. And then it had like, just like a swing set. No, there were no swings. Okay. Just a slide and something to climb on next to the slide. Okay. So not too much. And then on the other side of that was a nice grassy area with trees. Um, and barbecue pit, uh, not barbecue pits, barbecue stands. So you can grill out there and, and also eat out there. So I thought there were a lot of really nice amenities. Mm-hmm. Um, next to the lounge in the kitchen, they have a small arcade and the a bunch of vending machines that had all kinds of uh, drinks and food. And then beyond that was the office. And the office was really large because it's also, I, I don't want to say a gift shop, like a mini market. Right. So they had, if you forget something, they had clothes, um, they had a few souvenirs, and they also had things for either your camper or if you're sick or something like that. So I thought they were pretty well um, equipped for things so you wouldn't have to leave the premises to if you forgot Spe- something. Special toilet paper and marshmallows. Probably. Yeah. I think so. Because you have to have the, the biodegradable toilet paper. and Oh, and, that's right. Mm-hmm. For RVs, so. And marshmallows. It, and marshmallow and the marshmallows are for what? For s'mores. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure that it was for what I thought it was. Well, there might be something else. You know, I don't. I don't know. There might what, be something. What else do you use marshmallows <laughs> for, Mary Jo? Uh, uh, s'mores, because we do a lot of camping. But <laughs> Tom, Tom just was really liking those. So uh, we'll go on to the next subject. So. Um, when I went in there, um, of course, since I was doing taking a lot of pictures and stuff for um, the blog I'm writing, you look like a they, stalker. Exactly right. Okay. You know, they're they're looking at me, and so I introduced myself, and um, it was nice because the uh, the manager was there, and he looked up the Diz, and he saw that we had a podcast, and so he was like, "Oh, you know, take pic- all the pictures you want, and nice. and welcome." So he was really pleased that I was checking out the site, and. Very nice um, people, and and I felt really welcome there. Um, I asked about tent camping, 
and they said that along Ball Road, because remember it's on the corner of Harbor and Ball, right. on the Ball Road side there is a strip of grass so you could pitch your tents over there and there were picnic tables. There was nothing to, um, no barbecue pits. You would have to still con- go to the center of the okay. property to barbecue. And the one thing that I noticed also is that there's no shade trees. They have a lot of palm trees there, but if I'm going to go in a tent, you know, it gets pretty hot in the summertime. So I don't know, you know, maybe they're expecting that people are going to be at the parks all day long and only go there to sleep. And that's what I would expect at this particular, at this particular park. Now, did I miss it or did you talk about what kind of hookups there were for the RVs? Um, they have full hookups for, um, uh, you know, the electrical mm-hmm. and they have the different, the water uh, and the sewer. Well, yeah, they have electrical water, sewer, um, and the electrical has like different amperage that they also okay. have there. What they do not have there is they don't have Wi-Fi. Okay. And How about they cable? Don't have, nope, no cable TV. Okay. So. Except um, in the, the clubhouse. Exactly. Okay. And you can go in the clubhouse, but then you have to share and watch whatever, you know, make sure that you like the people you're with. Yeah. But nothing, um, you, you, there's no TV in the, RV, so if you're going to go back and, and rest midday there, then you're truly going to either read a book, rest, or, you know, maybe go swimming or something right. and get refreshed that way. But it's certainly not going to be watching TV, any of that. Um, they also have, alongside the back area, a fenced-in grassy dog run, which I thought was nice because you could put your dogs in there, close the gate, and let your dogs run free. Um, and it was a it was or a decent kids. size, or your or your kids, or your six and a half year olds, yeah. you know, um, run free, and they had bags there for you to clean up after your animals. So I thought that was really or your kids, or <laughs> well, they no, because next to that they have the restrooms that you can eat into, and I and those would be for your kids, unless you unless you're those kind of people that think your dogs are your kids, and then that's a whole different different story. So what kind of rates at this RV park? Um, at this particular park, let me see if I have any other. There now, all the rates that I'm going to talk about for all these parks are pre-tax. Okay. I think all the parks where the rates go for two people and each additional person's an extra cost, but children under ten are free. Okay. So keep that, and then all of these were also like six people per site. So there's definite rules to each of these sites. Right. Um, the lowest rate that I saw, because the rates are also based on the size of the yeah, vehicle of that you have. Okay. So you have your standard, your deluxe, and then your premium vehicles. Okay. I will say that all the sites were set up for the type of um, RVs that spread out. Okay. You know, so to say. So the lowest rate was $45 a day, uh, $245 a week for the standards, and then for the premiums, the, the highest prices were $65 a day or 400 a week for um, non-peak season. The okay. peak season was $10 more, so it was $55 a day, $325 um, per week, or $78 a day, $450 a week. That's that's low and low and high for that. Cool. Um, I would say that this place was extremely clean, and I thought it was very well managed. Um, they do take various. Uh, they, you can get a 10% discount if you have like AAA. They accept uh, Disney annual passes for discounts. Nice. Active military and something called the Good Sam Club that I yep. saw on a couple of other yep. sites too. That's so, a that's a RV camping club. Yep. 
people oh, going to. Oh, okay. So they do. I, I do have a question. Do you know is it part of a uh, like an RV park network or anything? I believe so. That one, I believe so. Because I'm just wondering if people. Uh, that might be a part, if people belong to an RV park network, this could be affiliated with their park, so they might, you know, get in for a cheaper rate or something. Um, I'll, I'll look and see. I didn't see, um, they had a really good website. That's not something that I look for on the website, but I'll put that in my blog if it okay. is or not in there. But, uh, um, again, their website I thought was, is an also well run and, and very informative and, True to what the park has, so awesome. Um, the only the only thing is the website makes you probably think that there's shade there, and there's no shade at that park. Okay, so that's the best one. Where do we go from there? Well, that's the first one I visited. The okay. next park I visited was the Anaheim Resort RV Park. Okay, not to be confused with the Anaheim RV Village Park. Yeah. And the Anaheim Resort RV Park, I thought was going to be out of the way, and you know, I wasn't too sure about it. It's how, how do I put this? It's down Ball Road off of Anaheim Street, but it's really only a mile away from the Disneyland Resort and part of the, it's on the art route. And I really like this um, park. I, you know, I kind of had my reservations when I got there, but when I actually got to the park, I was pleasantly surprised. And the first thing I noticed that there were a lot of shade trees at this park. Um, now, this RV park's a bit older, or I could say probably mature. It's 57 years old. They were proud of that. But then again, that's why they have these mature, nice shade trees, because the park's been around for a while. Um, whereas the first park I visited had a lot of, was just very, a lot of space and very flat. This part looks smaller and more cozy, perhaps. There's 150 sites. The other one had 293, I think I said, and this one's 150 sites, so it is smaller. And there were a lot of grassy areas here. These sites were also pretty wide so that RVs could spread out, and it's kind of off of a side street, so you don't have the busy traffic sounds. Uh, the first park, you had Ball and Harbor, which are busy streets, and the five freeway. Yeah. So you could, you definitely hear traffic, especially if you're on the perimeter. And this, particular parks off a side street so you really don't get too much traffic the freeway's not too far away um but you can hear a little bit of traffic one thing i didn't say about the first park that i have to say is i had a great view of the matterhorn and i think that if it'd be a prime location for watching the fireworks at night an obstructed view this park also had a view of the matterhorn in fact i saw the climbers on top of it um from the park so you know you get a good view of it. Um, but because of the trees, you're not going to get as clear a view of the fireworks like you're going to get at the first part. So if that's something that you're planning, you have young children, you're going to be going back to your RV, you might want to keep that in in mind. The first park, you could see the zip line from the Matterhorn. This park, you can't. Um, when I was traveling around the um, Anaheim RV Village, I noticed that in addition to the vacationers, there seemed to be people who were more long-term type residents at the mm -hmm. park. However, I'll say that it was really cool because these are people who seem to love Disney. So I saw a lot of Disney decorations at the park. Kind of like Fort Wilderness Campground? That's exactly what I thought okay. of. There were, there were lamp stands that were with Mickey heads for the globes. There were Christmas lights with Mickey, with, excuse me, Disney designs on them. 
whirly gigs and stuff like that. And a couple of, of these, um, RV, um, RVs or trailers. And then on this, because the park is smaller, the pool, instead of being in the center, was at one end. And the pool is also smaller. But it was a nice pool. There were people swimming in it when I um, was over there. And it also has a jacuzzi. This park also has a clubhouse um, over there. And the kind of when I got to this park, the vibe I got was that it's a welcoming park. Probably because it was there was so much greenery there and... Also, it was also very clean. There wasn't clutter around there. The dog run for this park was in front of the park, and it looked like a small parky park area, grassy area, and people were walking their dogs, but it wasn't fenced in, so you do have to keep your dogs on a leash at this site. The pool itself is 36 feet by 18 feet, to give you a, a sample. It's open year-round, it's heated, and it's open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Now, whereas the others, first I had um, a larger area for tent camping. This has one official tent site that's on a grassy area, which was really nice because they had a big shady tree over that grassy area and a picnic table, etc. for there. You can also, if you go with a group and you have more tents, you can tent camp at other sites, but you have to sleep on the concrete as opposed to the grass. So that's something to keep in mind here. Um, this also has a clubhouse on site with a 60-inch big screen TV, satellite service, reading area with magazines and a book exchange. There's also a small coffee galley, complimentary coffee. And they also have the USA Today um, each morning for people who want to go in there and eat. And there's a computer room with Internet access, banquet tables, and you could have a get-together for 40 people if you want to. Um, one of the nice things about this site is that the art, actually stops there on the property. Nice. So you could just walk out of your tents, and they have one of those vending machines for the art tickets. Uh-huh. That's also right there. So it's very convenient. Don't have to cross the street. The art stops right there. Um, the and- Anaheim Resort RV Park has, I already said, 150 sites, full hookups. This park does have free Wi-Fi and cable TV for each site. Awesome. So in a- yeah, in addition to the 60-inch big-screen TV, you can stay in your own tents and, and um, watch TV there. The rates vary, again, depending on whether you're going on or off season, weeknights versus weekends. So they had three oh, tiers. Wow. Okay. So the least expensive was uh, for up to 28-foot um, RVs would be like $47, $47 to $50 for the weekends or $280 for a week. And then during peak season, you'd have $51 for um, Monday through Thursday, 55 for the weekend, or 315 during peak season. I didn't see a rate for the tent, but you can ask when you get there. The premium pull-throughs, are, they have them up to 71 feet. Those go for $67 to $70 to $420 off peak, or $71 to $75 on peak season or $435 for the week. And um, when I went to, again, I got out of my car, I was walking around and a gentleman came up and he talked to me. He was the maintenance guy um, that works there on site. And again, he was very welcoming. He invited me into the office and I actually got a follow-up email because I gave him my information. They asked me for a card and I was like, no, I'm sorry, I don't have a card. But 
trust me, my name is Mary Jo. And I, <laughs> I, I, I'm affiliated with the Diz and I do a podcast and I get, I wrote down my uh, email address and, and the owner said that, um, they get a lot of referrals off the Diz off of the page you have, Tom, but, yes. um, they get a lot of referrals off the Diz for their site. So he was really happy and, um, um, and I got, a, like I said, I got a real nice email from them. So I really like this site. If I was to, to compare the, the, I'd have a hard time to, to choose the, the, the prices seem comparable, right? The prices are comparable. Mm-hmm. It's basically, do you want something closer or do you want something with internet? And, you know, and me, I'm an internet baby, yeah. so I'd want well, and Wi-Fi. Like, you say it had more trees and stuff too, right? Oh yeah, there, this had a lot of shade. Yeah. There was, yeah. it was abundant and very green. So, and the other park, like I said, even though there was no shade, it was very clean and it was close to, um, close walking distance from the park and there's a lot of, both places were kind of close to food service, you know, fast food places right. Right. if you wanted to grab something to take back. And both of them were serviced by the art. Awesome. So I had a good feeling I visited both of these places. So then I went on to the next place, which is called the Anaheim Harbor RV Park. And this park is basically located across Harbor Boulevard from the first park that I visited, which was Anaheim RV Village. Well, I got to that park, and I'll say don't let that the location fool you or the website. The first impression I got from this park was it was full of gravel and concrete. Yeah. It just it was dry and kind of like just gray looking. And as you enter the park, there were some RV spots. On the left, there was a small grass, a small grassy picnic area, and a small pool. Again, there was somebody swimming in there. So that part looked nice. But then I drove around and I got the feeling that this is mostly residents with a few vacationers. And granted, um, this is the least expensive of all the parks, but it wasn't welcoming in the least. There, there were, um, you know, um, there were homes, there were gardens where people were, where you could see that they had settled in and there was this one mobile home that had ton of stone little stone garden statues and normally you think oh how cute they have these stone garden statues but it was they were just placed there with no rhyme or reason it was just like scattered and so it just kind of looked sloppy to me and i was like nah i wouldn't recommend anybody stay at at this place you know the interesting thing is on their website they have no photos (laughs) well the photos they have it's very misleading because you go to that site they show the pool, but usually, you know, when you see the pool, you see it like from part of it. Well, that's the whole pool, that little section that you see. And they do have a, a playground, but it's not really great. They do, I, I do have to say that they do have Wi-Fi. They do have full cable hookups, um, free cable TV if that's important to you and you could care less about your surroundings. Um, they do have laundry facilities, bathrooms, a mini market, video arcade. The website says there's a five-hole putting green. I didn't see it. Um, the site also shows a tent there, but that's probably in the little corner area that I saw where somebody was sitting having a picnic, so I didn't take a picture of it because I didn't want them to be freaked out um, by me taking pictures. But they have accommodations for 40-foot RVs with um, – and the cost for the, the rates start at $40 for a 15 by 27 space. Tent is $30. Um, off season is $32. So you save $8. The deluxe site with grass, cause you have, you, so you pay if, 
you do want grass, but the grass is really tiny and like negligible. It's $51 um, during peak season, $48 off season. And their weekly rates start at 240 a week for single site or 441 for a double, which is a 30 foot by 40 foot. And they also have monthly rates for those um, snowbirds who want to come and stay there. So it's just as close as the village, RV village. But, I, you know, guy, I, in good consciousness, I just can't recommend that one. Okay. Um, so then those are the three that are closest to the Disneyland Park. Well, there's another one in Orange County just past um, off of Catella and past the Angel Stadium, kind of near the Honda Center okay. and the Grove. That place is called Orangeland RV Park, and it stands on what was formerly a working orange grove. And if you don't mind... Coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence. Well, what the first impression I got there when I drove on site, well, first of all, you drive down Catella, and then you turn into a side street, and you go down maybe a block or so to get to the RV park. So, again, it's not on a busy street, so it's kind of quiet. It's more in an industrial area. Um and my first impression of there was that it was pretty big and there were a lot of orange trees around. And the, one of the cool things are is that you get to pick those oranges for free. You get the, you can make fresh orange juice every morning. The oranges are Not there. On vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, they hey, they're, in their, they're in their RVs. So they've okay. got to have like, yeah. you know, they could plug in and get their little orange juicer thingy. But, um, <laughs> It, and because they have all these trees, then there were more leaves on the ground. And it was, and it seemed a little bit more not as swept up as the other places. Manicure, it wasn't as manicured as the other places. I'll put it that way. But it was still clean. Um, there were also permanent residents as well as short-term visitors. Um, but the pool was a nice size pool. Again, they had a big clubhouse in the middle of it. This is a family-owned RV park. Um, with the, with the emphasis on family. So, um, it's a, I would, I wouldn't hesitate to recommend this place to anybody. There's 195 paved sites, full hookups again. I, again, they have wireless internet, free cable TV at each site, and there's a high speed, um, computer station that can be used. As the others, there's also restrooms, leash pets are welcome. However, they do not allow, um, which you could would consider the aggressive type dogs. They don't allow Dobermans, pit bulls, Rottweils, and there's other breeds that they don't allow there. So even though you have a leash and they just won't allow some of the some of the breeds. They also have mini golf there, shuffleboard courts, a danker a clankers outdoor game, which I don't know what that is, but must be fun if they put it on their website. <laughs> um they have a playground club room. Um, they have a pool table, exercise room. It was a, it was really nicely set up. They also have a barbecue and a picnic area, a dog run, and a station to wash your dog there. That's nice. Um, yeah, this park's been around since 1972. And again, it kind of shows that it's been around for a while because of the mature, more mature, uh, trees in the area. And again, it's very shady over there. The only thing is the art doesn't go, so you would have to drive to the Disneyland Resort um, to go there. Daily rates go from $65 for regular to $80 for deluxe sites. Weekly rates are 375 
for regular sites to 450 for deluxe sites. They also offer the 10% discount if you have AAA, if you're a military vet, and if you have good SAM. And they have a, a couple of other, but those were the, um, the biggest, um, you know, some of the discounts that they offered. Cool. They also have monthly rates, but you have to contact the manager. But unlike the last park, again, this was a very welcoming RV park. So those are the closest ones to the Disneyland Resort. And I also went on the Disneyland website, or I went on Google, and I said, well, so show me the resort uh, RV parks that are close to Nosbury Farm. They named these very ones that I visited. Okay. So I guess in Buena Park, they're either not good enough to be recommended or these are the closest ones to Knott's and to, and to Disneyland. Awesome. So then the last park I decided to visit, which we have on the Diz, is, and I went there because we have it on the Diz, is one called um, Canyon RV Park. And this is off the 91 freeway. If you drive east towards the, the hills in the canyon, um, they have an RV park. And that place was really beautiful. It was off the Santa Ana River. Oak trees all over the place, squirrels, birds, cool. just really pretty. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I did say that. Um, it's about a half hour drive, but then you have to think a half hour drive when there's no rush hour traffic. If you're going to be going with rush, rush hour traffic, you're going to have to think, you're going to have to, um, count that in your travel time. There, it's 63 acre park and Again, I liked it a lot because of the trees and the grassy areas. There's a good-sized pool there as well as a big playground for kids. Bike trails that you can either bike in the park or you could bike. There's a bike trail that will take you all the way to Huntington Beach, 25 miles. Eek. So if you're adventurous or, you know, you really want to go, you can go to Huntington Beach or you can bike right along the Santa Ana River. And there were a lot of reeds and everything over there, so... Um, take that for, you know, when you consider, again, this is Southern California Canyon Country. So even though this particular park had a lot of oak trees, a lot of grassy areas, and they water it so it's green. In fact, the sprinklers were going when I visited. All the area around it is pretty dry. So keep that in in um, context. Um, this area used to be part of a Spanish land grant and then it was bought by the Irving Company which owned all of that area for those who know Orange County um, and it was used for cattle ranching. Again, this RV park currently is family owned and they're really strict about the people who come in. Um, you, They do have to, it's, it's gated so you have to have a, they give you a ticket that you can put in that will let you in the park. Nobody can just drive in um, without without that ticket to get in the park. They do not allow tent camping unless you're going with a group that will sign a contract. And she told me that's because Friday nights used to get pretty darn rowdy. Woo-hoo. Uh, yeah, they and she said people would get drunk and they were just unruly and they don't want, that's not the atmosphere they want yeah. for this park. Darn those Boy Scouts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually it was the Girl Scouts. But. <laughs> No, but actually they do allow the Boy Scouts in. That's the group camping, and it's at the far end of the park. And I checked out the group camping area, and it was really cool. They have amphitheaters there for group get-togethers and fire pits there. They also sell firewood and propane at that place. And for those people who kind of want a camping 
um, vibe and don't have an RV, they also have cabins that sleep up to four people. Nice. They have ten of them. So I I really like that area. And I was like, dang, I want to come here. And I'm like, but wait, I only live half an hour from Disneyland. Yeah. That would be kind of silly. But there's 140 RV sites. They have full hookups for water, sewer, electric, um, picnic tables, fire rings all over the place. And some of the sites accommodate 45-foot RVs. Like I said earlier, they have a swimming pool and a playground. They also have a meeting room, five bathhouses, which kind of sounds suspect, um, hot showers. <laughs> Goes back to that tent camping again. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, they have a laundry room. They have a nice little convenience store that I saw. Again, I went up there and I was talking to the gal that worked in the office. Super nice person, very welcoming. Um, answered all kinds of questions that I that I have. Um, and if you do stay in the cabins, they have microwaves for cooking, refrigerators, etc. But you have to bring your own bed and, and bath linens if you're going to stay in one of those. The daily rates for the RVs were $60. Weekly rates were $300. And cabins were $75 a night. So um, those are the basically the RV uh, campgrounds that I visited. I would rank them. Anaheim RV Village and Anaheim Resort RV Park. I would rank those two equally. The RV Village has all the amenities plus the Wi-Fi and the cable TV. But the Anaheim Resort RV Park. It's so close to Disneyland with a great view of the fireworks and you could watch Tinkerbell come off the Matterhorn. I thought that was really cool. Then I would choose the Orangeland RV Park, the one that was by Anaheim Stadium. Uh-huh. Then the Canyon RV Park, even though it's a little bit of a distance. And last would be that Anaheim RV Park. Uh, only if there's absolutely no other place to stay in there. And that's it. Awesome. We need to go camping. I, I was... It was really, it was a, um, a fun excursion for me and I really liked, uh, researching this. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.